Awaken Beauties, finally, it's here. The truth to empower women to true inner beauty through a healthy mind and inner biology. I am your hostess, Cassandra Keel, a 20-year salon owner, organic beauty product formulator, positive mind management, and clinical hypnotherapist. And I am here to help you stay sane, get sleep, and bring your sexy back. Sponsored by evokebeauty.com. E-V-O-Q-Beauty.com. Now, let's get to it. Welcome to the Awaken Beauty Podcast. This is Cassandra, your organic beauty, positive mind management, and clinical hypnotherapist. My friends, my friends, we are hitting an all-time frequency in this new paradigm shift of what is coming down, what is going up, and what is moving out. And let me tell you, you're going to understand 100% what I'm talking about as I dive into today's deep dive, but quick reference to what we call the ego. Now, as someone that is loving the journey of understanding the power of plant medicine. Yes, there is this revival of psychedelic medicine, but the reverence for plant medicine and how it creates this dialogue and the story around the ego now through all of time, right? All of spirituality has had some way, shape and form of bringing story and understanding to the ego. Now, whatever nuanced pet peeves you may have about the ego, like for instance, many times in the psychedelic industry, we call it the ego death, but there really is no ego death. My friend As someone that is a clinical hypnotherapist. Your ego is there to keep you safe keep you very, very safe from things that may harm you. Um, but sometimes you can get a little bit big and, um, I'm going to share a little bit about how this is so correspondent to what we are experiencing as a globe. Right. And for me personally, I feel this deep, deep why that has always been inside me to be a warrior and a protector of women that have been harmed in any way, shape, form, right? And we're seeing these power gains that they are low vibrational power gains that are going on globally right now that are starting to fall down. And I really view many of us, those that are listening to this podcast, um, truly light bearers that are keepers of this spiritual and integrative land. So with that said, hang on because this is going to probably be a short episode that'll be somewhat visceral in the body, but it's going to help us all understand kind of this story and, or a new story, how we can kind of frame up the ego. Now let's just tap in, right? So let's jump into it. So starting with the ego, if you liken yourself, right? So just step into this imagination, right? If you liken yourself to a country, your ego is your central government. Now the central government handles the country's finances. It handles the military, the healthcare system, the education system, law and order. Now, similarly, this ego 
has taken care of the body. It inhabits to help it stay healthy and or it's supposed to, right? It has to decide which behavior is desirable and beneficial and which is not and not serving us. And it helps you with things as simple as paying your bills or more complex behaviors, such as having defenses or maintaining relationships with others. Now, what you can call I, as in me, myself, and I, or mine, is the ego. It's the central governance of the totality of who you are, right? So just picture that in neutrality right now. And Every country's central government needs to keep itself informed about what is going on in its country. It has to maintain relationships with its neighboring and faraway countries. Similarly, the ego has to receive the messengers from these remote and rather hidden parts of the personality and make sense of all these messages. So I'm kind of twining this in and out of outer scapes and then bring it back into the inner scapes. Now, being talented and intelligent is like a country rich in its natural resources. Yet if you feel small and insecure, saddled with low self-esteem and anxiety, it's going to be akin to having a really weak central government that is not able to really make good use of all of its resources that it naturally possesses in its land. And a weak government cannot keep different divisions aligned. It does not defend the borders of the country, which therefore are easily overrun by hostile neighbors who exploit the situation and plunder whatever they possibly can. And similarly, a weak ego that does not set clear boundaries with others can also be exploited. So pulling that back in, right? Now, as discontentment with the poor administration of the country grows, it leads to regular integral different insurgencies that start to happen and pop out. And this really can disturb the functioning of that central government even more, much like the psychological and physical complaints that happen and frankly befall the ego. And the achievements of the country are below its capacity. Therefore, the achievements of a person are also below their innate potential, right? And that is with the discontentment, again, of a poor administration that has internal imbalances. Let's call it that. Now, on the other hand, perhaps you are someone who is convinced that you are a beauty or you're this brilliant genius, right? This is a central government that is convinced that it is able to rule the world. They would make it mandatory for others to pay tribute to it and would not have a problem at all invading its neighboring territories. It considers its right to do so, right? As it very so pleases. So as you can imagine, this leads to terrible, terrible wars, which funds being funneled into the military at the expense of the health system, the education, any kind of artistic endeavors, 
this internal uprising would absolutely therefore require even more investment in the military to fight not only the outer wars, but also to suppress the inner revolting. Now, when the ego is in jeopardy, it is being attacked from within and without. It tries hard to suppress psychological problems, but they can only rebound again at a later date, triggered by outer conflicts. Now, I know from my American history and also understanding economics, oftentimes when we go to war, it's to our benefit. It's to create more money supply, more money, velocity of money, right? So it creates this short-term inner war to kind of create a benefit to its ego. Let's just call it that, right? So this is the ego and its problems. It is consistently has to negotiate between the inner and the outer worlds and decide what course of action it needs to take. Like states, it can be democratic, it can be authoritarian, it can be totalitarian, it can be sexist or racist. I mean, we have every single name underneath the sun in the new, let's just call it, uh, what do they call it? Oh my gosh. Like the dictionary where you can go online and you have like the Webster's dictionary, you have the new dictionary, and then you have like the urban dictionary. Go find whatever you absolutely want to describe in that thing. It is ludicrous. But anyways, on a side note, just like countries, egos also have constitutions, my friends. But after many, many cycles of dire poverty and nauseating opulence, many victories and many lost wars, the government has finally learned its lessons and it knows how to govern effectively and efficiently and adequately and more smoothly and more wise. It takes care of the whole population. So feel that energy now in your body move from this dissonance and this, this polarity into more wholeness with intention and integrity. It takes care of the whole population. And it is in this inhabitants, this life with harmony and peace and prosperity. Now imagine yourself as this country after your many struggles you gain valuable insights and implement them and you live in harmony, peace, and prosperity, right? So this brings us to that next phase. We're moving into neutrality and we're moving into the higher view, the higher states of consciousness, the checks and balances, knowing that you have to bring something down when it's necessary because it's harming the people that inhabit the ecosystem. So let's tap into ego transcendence. Now imagine that you as a country have been elected to govern the rest of the world thanks to your holistic wisdom, right? The welfare of the world, whole entire world, all of the nations with their cultures and nationalities and the way that they run capitalism, hopefully true capitalism. It's entrusted for you to handle their needs, their differences, and their brilliant aspirations. From one country, you become the entire world. You transcend your ego. So 
for what is this for? What's it, what's it good for? Well, your responsibility increases because your leadership increases and you have this empathic aspect to you that you suffer with everybody who's suffering. You feel that and you do whatever it is in your power to alleviate and give them the power to reduce their pain. And you rejoice with everybody who has something to celebrate their talents, their gifts, their entrepreneurship, who leads a fulfilled life. That is the essence. And your understanding of life has deepened so tremendously, as well as your capacity to feel. And that's leadership, right? You also have more means at your disposal. Everything you do is truthful. It's full of compassion and does not revolve around you. Your life is dedicated to others. So how do you achieve this transformation? That's the question, right? It's not something that happens suddenly and in one go. Raise your hand if you can absolutely agree with that. It is a step-by-step process unfolding one step at a time, requiring your absolute relentless dedication, your sharp, sharp ability to discern and to discriminate any kind of discrimination. And it brings your whole life, both your inner and outer selves into balance. There is duality, but there is cause and effect. There's the laws of the universe. There's polarity. There is no darkness, but there is light that shines on the darkness, bringing light and dark, right? You need to know yourself. I need to know myself. We need to know where we stand. And if you stand for nothing, you will always be, let's just call it a a puppet and programmed. And that's the new paradigm shift that is shifting right now. So let's say you want to go to Paris, right? First, you need to know if you're in New York, if you're in freaking Tokyo, Sydney, where are you? If you don't know where you are, the chances are of you getting to where you want to go are very, very slim. Those chances are also better if you have a map, if you have a compass, if you have perhaps even a vehicle to get there in. The map is the wisdom teachings of all of these memories, cultures, ancestry, learnings, and your own personal learnings. The compass is the conduit. The vehicle is a technique that expands our consciousness. Now, there are many tools like holotropic breathing, active imagination, hypnotherapy, quantum biofeedback to balance the depletion of your energetic body. Using all of these tools, you can plot and path to becoming the person you want and are truly meant to be. But the goal is consciousness. And the way is to work with the ego. But there's another step here. And it's called ego dissolution. Now, the ego, again, is everything. It's the me, myself, the I. And when the ego dissolution happens, 
the I actually dissolves and it disappears. So welcome to this moment and the tools that I just talked about, it can happen through meditation, hypnotherapy, when you're doing integration work, psychedelics, plant medicine, and our life is determined, defined, and confined by our identity. Our identity decides our fate, my friends. Everything related to our worldly identity plays out in our horizontal dimensions of our life. Let's call it that, right? Every endeavor to enlarge our identity belongs to what I call the vertical dimension, rising up. So identity is in your DNA. It's in our cultural programming. It's in our family upbringing. It's in your profession. It's the way you relate to the world. It's the way you protect yourself. There's about six key identities. I'm going to shave that for another podcast, but the five people also closest to you define your identity. So identity is really this conglomerate. Identity is fastened to your personality on three different levels, your body, your mind, and yep, your ego. And you can compare the identification with the body, the mind, and the ego. Let's just call it like with little knots, if that gives you a a good definition, visualization. So we want to disidentify with the mind. And the reality is you are pure light. You are pure life source, and you are a pure creator in its consciousness. And your level of creation is born out of your state of consciousness. That's why I love the statement of being a conscious creator and creating your destiny. Because what you've agreed to, what you've created, you can uncreate, and then you can create again. So if we disidentify with the mind, the reality is I am not my feelings. I'm not my emotions, my beliefs, my thoughts, my opinions, or my convictions, nor are you, your feelings, your emotions, beliefs, thoughts, and opinions. So the ego is a construct, my friend of the mind. And as you loosen more and more of this identification with the mind, the I, the me, myself, it releases too, and nothing is left for mine that the ego, the body, the mind can be separated. It's been lately repeatedly demonstrated with many neurological and neurobiological teleporting experiments at different university and research centers. I'm in clubhouse often, and I hop in the Friday night room as we talk about, you know, the different work that the CIA did right? So we're able to teleport. So this is all, again, comes down to consciousness. So whether you believe in the power of psychedelic plant medicine, dissolution of the ego can all be, my friends, it can be achieved without psychedelics or plant medicine. So that's one of the pieces I really wanted to bring out at the end of this is that the dissolution of the ego can be done with or without psychedelics. And I'm going to leave you with also the other part, which is, it is also a blessing because it allows you to step into this frame of reference where you actually let go of the ego. And I love science. I love neurology. It's called the default mode network. 
And what happens is that DMN that keeps everything in check and keeps everything protecting you. And it can also go back into rumination, especially if you have ADHD, that default mode network is in absolute power. Where in the front, the task positive network is conscious, fully aware. Like if you take your fingers and you actually tap it on your third eye in the front, you'll start to see your presence move forward, your consciousness move forward to the front of your brain. So in the ego dissolution with the psychedelics is you're actually melting like butter, your default mode network, which allows all of these other networks in the brain start to start to light up and start to connect. So those ruminating rooted highways in your brain, call it addictions, pathways, habits, whatever it is, they resolve and dissolve. So with psychedelics, the dissolution of the ego is temporary state. Although it can be powerful and bring about changes in the personality, it's temporary at that time. That's why integration work is so important in the front end and the back end to carry that journey forward. And the experience can be very, very frightening, not because the ego dissolution is scary in itself, but because the Western culture worships the damn ego and does not offer guidelines on how to really handle situations where we get into these altered states of consciousness And when you're not identifying with your identity, you really learn how strong your identity is. So the experience can also, my friends, as you relax into that, be blissful. And if it occurs repeatedly, it can be one time blissful and maybe sometimes scary, but without any apparent reason for one or the other It's just the experience that comes up and how the energy moves at every point in time. So basically you lose your sense of your body, your mind, and your separate identity from your I, me, and yourself. It's an experience that cannot be put into words. And I don't know, I like to call it my land of plenty. You know, you don't have to go on a psychedelic trip to experience this. I bring many of my clients through the five bodies of consciousness meditation, where we literally move out of the 3d body. And I, I am such an overly practical mystic. I don't even like talking about these things in this kind of language, but it's true because it is what it is, but we move out of the body and we move out into outer cosmos and we move into the super conscious where all things are created. It's completely neutral. And You are an absolute conscious being, but remember who you are on a conscious and subconscious level and allow yourself to be guided to these just sacred areas that allow you to just unravel it and come back into the triune mind where that super conscious, the subconscious and the conscious can agree with where it's at and step into that higher resonance. And you can access this, like I said, through many altered states, intuitive sessions with just going into deeper meditation with yourself, getting mentored, um, hypnotherapy, as well as plant medicine. And so I wanted to just kind of give that visual of how the ego can be protective and when it's needed and when it's an integrity and how, when we lose that sense of ego, how we can bring in 
the empathic parts. That's why the entheogens and the empathogens, especially psilocybin and things of that nature, really offer that really empathic journey. So I'll leave you with this. The ego or fixed identity doesn't just mean we have a fixed idea about ourselves. It also means that we have a fixed idea about everything we perceive. And I have a fixed idea about you. You have a fixed idea about me. And once there is that feeling of separation, it gives rise to strong emotions. Now in Buddhism, strong emotions like anger, pride, jealousy are clashing to the soul. They're conflicting emotions that cloud the mind. And it is known as the cliches as our vehicle for escaping groundedness. And therefore, every time we get into them, our pre-existing habits are reinforced. And in Buddhism, going around and around recycling the same patterns is called samsara. And um, samsara equals pain. And we keep trying to get away from the fundamental ambiguity of being human, and we can't. We can't escape it any more than we can escape change, any more than we can escape death itself. And the cause of our suffering is our suffering is the reaction to the suffering, to the reality of no escape. It's the ego clinging on and all the trouble that stems from it, all the things that make it difficult for us to be comfortable in our own skin and get along with maybe others, maybe your family, maybe your coworkers, right? So if the way to deal with those feelings is to stay present with them without fueling the storyline, then it begins to beg the question, how do we get in touch with the fundamental ambiguity of the human being in the first place? In fact, it's not difficult because underlying this uneasiness is usually presence in our lives. It's present right now. It's pretty easy to recognize, but not so easy to interrupt. We may experience this uneasiness as anything from slight edginess. Anxiety makes us feel vulnerable, which we generally don't like. We push it away. Vulnerability comes in many guises. We may feel off balance as if we don't know where we're going, don't know how to handle things of uncertainty. We may feel lonely or depressed or even angry. Most of us want to avoid every emotion that makes us feel vulnerable. So we'll do almost anything to get away from it. So just sit in that for a moment and allow whatever that pulls up to go into neutral. Take a deep breath into your heart and release it through your solar plexus, which is down by your stomach and just feel your stomach just kind of loosen up. What if, what if instead of thinking of these feelings as bad, you could think of them as a road road signs or parameters, just like we talked about earlier in the first part of this podcast that tell us that we're in touch with the ground then we would be able to see the feelings for what they really are. And the gateway to, my friends, light this word up in your brain, every part of your body, our gateway to liberation, an open doorway to freedom, 
from suffering, the path to our deepest well-being and our deepest reservoir of joy. We have a choice. You have a choice. I have a choice. We can spend our life suffering because we can't relax with how things really are, or we can relax and embrace the open-endedness of the human situations that we're currently in, which is fresh. It's unfixated. It's unbiased, but it does stand up for the truth and it turns down evil. It's a sharp line in the sand. So the challenge is not to notice the emotional tug when it arises and to stay with it for one, just maybe a half a minute or so. Just stay with the storyline. And if you can do this just for once, just call it like once a day or maybe even many times throughout the day and let that emotional tug come up Sit with it for 90 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever you can do. That's the action point I want you to take from this episode. And that this is a process of unmasking. It's a process of letting go. It's a process of opening up the mind. And of course, the heart. This is the art of living beautifully with uncertainty and change. And allowing the ego to protect and to be a protector, but to also let the ego unidentify with the identity that you've created, but to be appropriate when needed and to be disillusioned and be able to resolve and dissolve it when you're wanting to get outside of time and space and to be in a clear place of light and creation, because you are a creator. And again, this is what I call your land of plenty. So I hope you enjoyed this quick drive through the stream of consciousness around governance, how it relates to the ego, the ego transcendence, and in end, the ego dissolution. It's a cycle, my friends. So remember, you are the keeper of your land. There is no place for lower vibration or power gains any longer. We're bringing in new paradigms. So welcome to this new world. Thank you for carrying the light with me. I love you. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hello, Awaken Beauty. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Were you inspired? Please leave a comment or your own personal aha moment so others can capture exactly what you did. Also, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you're interested in high quality natural products for your hair, skin, and wellness, including organic, CBD, please visit evokebeauty.com. Again, that is evokebeauty.com, E-V-O-Q-Beauty.com. And until next time, darling, stay sane, get sleep, and bring your sexy back.